Hello, my name's Harold Offay, and today I'm at Wising Arts Centre and conducting a series of conversations with um, people who uh, have deep connections with Wising. Um, we're still celebrating the 30th anniversary of Wising Arts Centre. And today I have Terry Brooks with me. Hello, Terry. Hello, Harold. <laughs> How are you doing? I'm all right, thank you. Despite <laughs> having a microphone in front of me, I'm, <laughs> no. I'm actually okay. <laughs> um, so we're sitting in uh, Wising's new recording studio. Well, fairly new. It's maybe a couple, few years old now, but um, it's looking still pretty fresh. Um, <laughs> and Terry has kindly agreed um, to answer some questions, really, um, that uh, hopefully will kind of elucidate... Um, some of his experiences as uh, one of Wising's founders. Um, so I'm just going to kick off with the first <laughs> question. Um, so, Terry, can you describe your first night at Wising? Um, and maybe this is also a bit of a kind of sort of a, a segue into maybe discussing some of the your experiences of the early days of Wising Art Centre. I'm sure my first night was in the first few years, but I don't really have much memory of it. And and the first, and then we never really, Jenny and I never really stayed here. Adrian and Annie, the other pair uh, partners, who they lived here. They lived in the farmhouse, um, and Jenny and I still lived in North London. It used to take us an hour to get here, so we we very much came up and went back. Um, almost all the time. So, in fact, the first night I remember is only a year or two ago when I came up from London so that I could be... We had an away day, um, and the Fitzwilliam very kindly were were, were hosting us and allowing us to use their, their room and facilities. And, um, it, in order to make it easier for me, I, I drove up to Wising on the night before and spent the night there, along with... Um, I can't remember how many other people now, but uh, were you there, Harold? I wasn't, I wasn't, but no. there was a few people. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, there were, there were a few of us there, and uh, it was a really nice evening, um, and uh, around the uh, kitchen table, and, and then off to bed, and because I've got, I've got lung problems now, I got the best bedroom on the ground floor next to a loo, so that was good. Um, but it's a lovely farmhouse, it's absolutely, uh, it's fantastic inside. Can I ask what it was like when you first, when when the four of you first came across Wising, was it like? Ev- everything I'm was, sure it was <laughs> fairly shabby, really, mm. and uh, dilapidated. Well, it was uh, an old farmhouse, which was probably let to or occupied by somebody working on the farm, and then a whole bunch of what were working farm buildings. So there were cow barns and um, stables and... A great big wood pile where the window room now is. It's just old wood. Very, very shabby, quite derelict, with 11 acres of land attached to it. Wow. Yeah, really. We had no idea what we were taking on. <laughs> what was your initial impetus then? Why Why the four of you decided to kind of... We were talking about how there was a lack of space, um, affordable space for artists to... Um, have studios and that was really the kernel was the idea of well perhaps there's a, a, a 
a, a market for somebody to uh, to have a place which has artist studios at, at at a decent rent that are for people who make their living or who make their they regard their livelihood they regard themselves as artists not as not doing something else but actually trying to live off off their art and that was uh, affordable space for practicing artists was the original sort of um, I don't know what you'd call it these days, but anyway, that was it. Ambition, mission yeah. statement. Yeah, mission statement. Yeah, that's the word. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, that was our mission statement: affordable space for practicing artists. But it's interesting that you, because I mean, I think there's there's sort of traditions often, particularly within urban spaces and cities, but warehouses and yeah. old dockyards and things like that. But were you specifically looking in the countryside? Um, well, that kind of place to make it. I don't. Uh, um, we felt that it was out of our range in London. You know, buying a property, in, uh, a large property in London, to convert it to art studios was. Can I think we just regarded it as a, out. Whereas, buying a derelict farm, in Cambridgeshire, was a different, different order of of, uh, of things. So it became more doable. <laughs> Although, yeah, we had absolutely no idea how much it would going to cost in the end, really. Nor how much work would go into it. So it's very much a leap of faith, then? Uh, yes, it was. If, if we'd had to have a, 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 a business plan to present to um, people, uh, we, we would never have got off the ground. But we had the, the sort of initial finance. It was a leap, a leap, a leap of faith, leap in the dark. And I remember Jenny and I saying that uh, if the light doesn't turn on at the end of the tunnel after 10 years, then we walk. No matter how much we've done, spent, whatever, we just leave it. Um, because otherwise you can be in that famous hole where you shouldn't be digging at all, you should be getting out of it, but you're not. You just continue digging. Um, so we thought 10 years, and if... Uh, there's still no daylight at the end of the tunnel, and that's it. We walk, we walk away. But actually, by the time the ten years came up, the daylight was there because we nineteen. Yeah, that's a huge commitment of 19, ten years, 19, even. 19, yes, like, it is. We're just going to see what happens but over ten years. We had to be realistic about it. If you if you say, oh, well, we both knew from sort of life experience and from ours and from friends that it's very easy to think, oh, yeah, we'll start something up and then we'll, it'll all be great after two or three years. It's not like that. I mean, you know, maybe it is if, if you're lucky, but for a lot of people it's a real slog mm. getting something off the ground. Mm. Um, so, you, you, you know, you have to, yeah, it is a long time, um, you know. But, but maybe it was that sort of sense in which you're giving it enough time to let it, because you're right, maybe there could be a kind of desire to want to see results in three years and it to be, like, mm. this really amazing, like, sexy, established thing. Yeah, we're, but yeah. actually to say, actually, we'll just give it this really long gestation period to just... Yeah, I mean, I think we realised that, that it was... While on the one hand it was a leap in the dark and really pretty crazy thing to do, on the other hand there was the knowledge that if it was going to work, it wasn't going to be overnight. And, and it wasn't. But then on the other hand, looking at it now, um, 
that's three, three sets of 10 years we've had, you know, the first 10 and then another 10 and now a third 10, 30 years. Uh, what did people say at the time when you said, you know, you know, <laughs> the four of us have bought this place and we're like doing it up and it's going to be what? <laughs> I, uh, um, I, th- I, I think most people thought it was fairly crazy, I think. I, I think Cambridge planners did when we went to get planning permission because we couldn't move on the property really until we knew that we were going to be allowed to do what we wanted to do. Um, and we all we ended up the four of us going into Cambridge and sitting down in the planning office with the planners because they, they I don't think they could believe that anybody would do what we said we were going to be doing, which was creating an art centre and studios and a gallery and you know. Um, I think they thought we had some other plan up our sleeve because they made us, they were really worried about traffic and they made us uh, give a numbered parking place to every studio. That was one of the conditions of of getting permission was that every studio would have a parking place and there would be a number on it and it would be allocated to that studio. Very detailed. Yes, it was, you know. But, they, they, but I think once they saw that we actually were were doing what we said we were going to do, then you know we became okay. Mm-hmm. I think people think something like that's pretty crazy, really. <laughs> yeah. and, and they're right too, to be honest. It is. We've um, we've been very very lucky with uh, a lot of different things, a lot with the people who've worked here and the uh, the trustees we've had. Uh, who've just been amazing, who professionals who give their time free. Um, uh, it's lovely. And then there are volunteers and, of course, all the artists and the, all the different members of staff who've gone through. And Donna, who's looked after the place for 15 years now. All what we see now is very much her, her creation, actually. And it's great. Brilliant. We'll move on to the next question. Um, <laughs> we did great. wander about a bit there, didn't no, we? No, no, that's yeah. good. I mean, yeah, I think that's, that's all right. That, I mean, partly that question was a way of sort of like yeah, segueing yeah. into sort of just talking about some of the early days and those, those experiences. Um, so, uh, so this question is: How would you describe Wising to somebody uh, who'd never heard of it or who'd never visited? It's a kind of artistic incubator, I think, actually. And it's a, it's a place where art can get created, it can get thought of, it can get played with, it can... Um, it's often a community of artists working together and that creates its own dynamic of, of, of things. Um, so, yeah... It's a place, it's an artistic incubator. It's a place of learning and development and, and uh, creation. I think that kind of actually sums it up. Yeah, yeah, I, 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 totally. Uh, I me. mean, yeah. Um, I think I Wising think tries to think of artists. It tries to be artist-centred, I think, mm. <clears throat> rather than art-centred-centred. Mm. Uh, yeah. That's an important distinction, I think, to make between the kind of the objects or outcomes which often kind of museums and, and galleries are kind of concerned with yeah. and actually the, the people behind that, the individuals, the communities, the 
conversations and dialogues that generate the stuff that, you know, is sort of put front and centre in a sort of pristine gallery. Um, yeah, I think that's a very important distinction to make. Yeah. 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 I mean, um, the, yeah, the galleries, the... Uh, I treat myself to a Financial Times every Saturday because <laughs> it's a stupidly expensive paper. But it, it does have a nice home, uh, an arts section. And it occasionally has the, these uh, ridiculous pull-out sections of uh, art collecting and uh, the art fairs, you know, the global ones, the big ones. And uh, I look at them and I think, God, it's just a, it's a completely different world uh, to the one which we inhabit. Al although, you know, the people who pass through Wising are likely to end up selling through one of the galleries that, you know, or could do one day. So it's funny looking at that. Every time I look at look at the section, the, the, the sections, and look at all the pictures and read some of them, you quite honestly, it's PR. Um, read some of the PR about it. I, I just uh, I have to laugh because it's uh, it's it's not Wising. That's it's you know Wising's art centred rather than art centre centred. Yeah, mm -hmm. definitely. Yeah. Um. This next question is actually based on an artist um, who uh, has stayed here. So the artist Ruth Beale instigated a project where she was uh, asking artists who stay at the farmhouse, stay in the farmhouse, to leave a book for uh, other artists. So a kind of a way of developing this ongoing library of people's um references or things that they might want to kind of sort of share so in the sort of spirit of that i just wondered whether there was anything um it could be a book but it might be something else that you would want to kind of share with future artists who might um uh benefit from being here at wising i, I love the idea i i'm, I'm sure i i should i'm sure i've been told about it and forgotten <laughs> about it but uh, i think it's an absolutely cracking idea i really do the idea of just contributing a book or something similar, something that has a, a meaning and a uh, to it to uh, when you stay is, is great because it, it creates a uh, it creates a kind of physical memory uh, of people and it puts in something personal as well if they've chosen it as a personal book or a personal object or whatever. I'm not sure. I've got I've so many lovely books. But I suppose one that would perhaps go quite well in Wising. I'm trying to think um, what it's called now. It's about the German um, naturalist whose name escapes me now, too. He's got a current named after him. What's his Wow. Von. Uh, like an electric current? No, know, no, no. A sea. A, a guy, oh. um, <laughs> he was a kind of explorer and. Oh, okay. um, uh, a, a real polymath. He brought together um, what we would consider all the s subjects of ecology. Oh, okay. he, he, he was a contemporary of, of Darwin's, actually. Okay. And, um, uh, and he went to uh, South America uh, and also to Russia. Um, 
Sort of like a naturalist? Or yes, an yes, yes, a kind that. of naturalist. Uh, um, 19th century. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah. And we, the reason I'd leave it is because it, it's so, the whole, the whole idea of ecology is so important and it, it's so interesting to see it all, you know, it, it, he noticed how deforestation, the effects of deforestation on, on land, he could see it in South America between various places he visited, which had been, um, uh, which had been inhabited differently by different peoples um, and different systems. Uh, and he also noted the way vegetation changed as he went up mountains and, and how the, all the precipitation differences. And, um, and um, he, he's, he's not known in, in, in this country. It seems incredible, like really... Yeah, forward thinking in terms of thinking about sort yeah. of, um, the impact of, I yeah. guess, sort of uh, deforestation yeah, on, I, on yeah, landscapes oh, yeah, and ecologies was. and stuff um, like that. If you think about the Amazon and what's happening now, <coughs> the acceleration um, of that. No, that's one of the things that made this book, but it's a, a wonderful book written, uh, written by a... a she's really, uh, she really writes well a, about him and... Uh, Von Humboldt. Ah. Oh, thank God for that. Yeah, there's a university The trouble with a 69-year-old uh, memory is it kind well, of gets it. sticky. We got it. Yeah, Von Humboldt. There's a university. Oh, yeah, there would yeah, be. I mean, course, he's, he's well-known all over the world, just not in Britain. Yeah. Because, and there's a Humboldt current in the, in the oh. Pacific so, or the Atlantic down in on the Southern Hemisphere. Uh, no, I won't be able to know. No, no, no we got, we got the name. At least That's I've good. got this. Oh, thank God for that. <laughs> well done. <laughs> got the name. Yeah, this huge, great blank page there, sitting in my brain, going, "Now, what's his name? Von, Von, Von." <laughs> so I think I'd, I'd leave that biography, mm. um, recent biography of him, um, for people to uh, have a look at. Mm. There are lots of, speaking of trees, and there are lots of trees. I was asking Jenny rather anecdotally about um, <laughs> the fruit trees, yeah, and like um, particularly, um, uh, you know, just how bountiful it is here. I mean, not now at the moment. We're in, we're yeah. in, still in, well, just in March, but yeah. um, you know, towards the end of the summer. And yes, there's of, lots just of loads, <clears throat> but. The, but but you planted a lot of those, right? A lot of those we planted, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, we planted a lot of fruit trees um, down in the farmhouse field and uh, up at the back there and then further back by where the uh, straw bale building is, there's more. Yeah, in fact, we planted lots and lots of trees here because that, that area where the tree keep is, that's all... They had a special offer. I can't remember... Um, yeah, our, our director Tristan Hawkins. He, he was uh, he was tasked with spending as little money as possible and getting the most for it. And um, when he took over as director, when we be finally got ourselves to become professional, um, and he came across this offer. I can't remember whether it was a local council or the local forestry commission or something. But anyway, if you if you bought a thousand trees or something or whatever it was, you could have them for a sort of couple of quid each or 50p each or something so all those trees up in the field up there came from that planted a load in the other field and some in that field there because all the fields were just open 
and the whole hedge we planted as well that fronts on the road. If you look deep into the hedge, you'll find there's a wooden wooden fence. Well, it probably isn't anymore. It's probably rotted away. But um, so yeah, a lot of planting, and there's never been any pesticides or uh, or anything like that. It's all, which explains all the nettles. But some serious landscaping, if we're talking about ecology. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, we've done serious things. about the wildlife we, and We, um, we did build a pond. That's why it's called the pond field, but unfortunately it's got a leak. Because um, we used puddling clay. So we, we had loads of volunteers puddle the clay at the pond, and it was fine for years. And then I think a drought dried it out too much, and it got crack in the clay. And ever since then it's leaked. So it's it's um, what we need is some pond charity to give us a whole bunch of money so we can clear everything out, put in a liner, and then put everything back again. Reinstate the pond. Yeah. That's an, an ambition. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, it's probably a five-figure sum, I would imagine. Something like that. But, um, Brilliant. Yeah. Okay. Thank you very much, Terry. Really it's, appreciate it's a you pleasure. Uh, um, giving time. That's all right. To... I'm glad my memory finally made up. <laughs> we got one on board.